I don't love telling people that I'm a pastor all the time. People can get real weird. Sometimes they will just sort of avoid me immediately. Other times they'll start acting strange like they didn't act before and apologize if they use a swear word. Um, and often they'll look at me and say, how can you be a pastor? Because if you haven't noticed, I'm a woman. Um, so those are fun. But the very worst place to tell someone that I am a pastor is on a plane. On a plane, you're stuck at 30,000 feet. So if they're trying to avoid you and it gets all awkward and silent, you're awkward and silent for however many hours you're on that plane. If they start to ask you weird questions, you're answering weird questions for the whole time you're on that plane. One of the most common things that people ask me when they find out I'm a pastor, because they assume that I'm a representative of God, which I try to be, is why do bad things happen to good people? You know, just a casual conversation on a plane. I wish I could tell people why terrible things have happened to them. I wish I could tell them why their hearts were shattered. But I don't know. I wish I could make sense of their heartbreak for them. I wish that I could t take their terrible memories away from them and replace them with something else. But I don't have the answers, and I don't have any magic incantations to make it all better. Now, as a pastor, I love speaking to the belovedness of everyone. I can tell people all day long that God loves them and that they are an incredible reflection of the divine and unique and have an amazing place in the world to share their gifts. I have no problem with that. I have it dialed in. But when someone has the unimaginable happen to them and they want answers, I don't have them. When they want it to be fixed, I can't fix it. So much of the heartbreak of our mortal lives seems unfixable. There's evil all around us. Wars rage as we speak. And we want them to be fixed. So for us, who want things to be fixed, Lent is perfect. It's a time for us to acknowledge that things cannot, in fact, be fixed. Lent invites us to resist the temptation to run from our pain and grief and instead invited into peace to see what it might have to teach us, to see how our grief could actually be part of our healing. There is precedence in nature in the created world for, for our healing to be embedded in creation. Where I am from, in the Pacific Northwest, there are weeks, months, where the sun does not shine. How many of y'all got depressed last week when it wasn't sunny for like three days? <laughs> Bless your Texas heart. It, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to survive a week in the winter. But, you know, that's okay. Come in the summer. Visit in the summer. It's gorgeous. But in this place where the sun does not shine for months at a time and it is damp and dark, people miss the sun. But in that habitat, it's actually perfect for mushrooms to grow, which are rich in vitamin D, 
what people that don't see the sun need. So there is their feeling, right in the darkness. Lent is the time that we remember that even when we're starved for the sun, God will provide for us in another way. We remember that all we really need is God. This is always true, but we don't like to admit it. We like to have everything good. We like to have everything safe. We like to have everything organized. We like, we like having things the way we like them, right? I personally don't like it when there's war happening. I don't like pandemics. I don't like it when there is not peace amongst people. All of those things are so hard. Those tensions are so difficult. But Lent wipes away all the coping mechanisms that we use to try to make things okay and fix it. And it forces us to face the cold, hard truth that at the end of the day, we have no control. We can't force things to be okay. We can't fix them. We can't make things the way we want them or make ourselves feel or even be safe. St. Teresa of Avila responded to these fears, which are not unique to us in this time and place, in this way. Let nothing upset you. Let nothing startle you. All things pass. God does not change. Patience wins all at feast. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone is enough. Life is beautiful. And life is terrible. The bliss is unimaginable. The pain immeasurable. And those things are inextricably intertwined, right? The love, the incredible love that we feel is exactly why our hearts break and shatter so dramatically when we lose someone. We carry these tensions throughout our days, throughout our lives, and the wisdom of Lent is how to navigate all of this. God alone is enough. I encourage you to remember these words in these 40 days and beyond. As a, you would look at a, at a prescription and it says, Repeat as often as needed. Repeat this as often as needed. God alone is enough. If this is our baseline, if we can become a people who do not need answers in order to walk forward in faith, if we can embrace that our origins and our inheritance is a mystery, if we can somehow reside in this truth, we will not be buffeted by the need for control, by the whims of our anxiety. But instead, we will be led by deep truth. It will transform our dark days and show us how our healing can come. We must stop trying to control and condole our lives and circumstances and put our trust into something beyond ourselves, <coughs> embracing what we have been given. Or as Baba's mom would say, playing the hand we're dealt. That doesn't mean that if things are going bad, we can't feel bad, y'all. Feel your feelings. That's part of your healing, too. If this is your season, live through that season. God alone is enough. You can trust the healing embedded in the pain. It means that you can know that your circumstances do not affect your belongings, 
and that what you can never lose is all you truly need. When things get better, wonderful. Embrace it. Dance. Laugh. God alone is enough. When you're uncertain about the future, God alone is enough. When you have regrets and you've made mistakes, God alone is enough. When the worst thing that you can imagine happens, God alone is enough. If we live in this truth through Lent, through all of our days, we reside in the holy presence of God, which is in Christ now. I wish I could tell people, whether it's at 30,000 feet or whatever, however close we are to sea level right here, Mark probably knows, where are we right now? 550 feet. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I knew you would know that. I wish I could tell people that if they could just come to this church at 550 feet above sea level and be generally nice humans, that everything would be fine and they could expect to never have anything <coughs> tragic happen to them and that life could be a sure thing, that their dreams could come true, that everything would be fixed. That's a lie. The only thing that I know for sure is that God alone is enough. Amen.